Hi everybody, I'm Deacon Dave. I'm layperson Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon, Deacon Dave. Dave and... layperson Lisa show. Am I supposed to say that side? <laughs> oh well. Hey, do you like our new background? Yeah, look at that. Pretty cool. We're coming to you from the St. Clair of Assisi mm. Retreat Center in Hampton, Virginia. What are you doing? I was letting them read the sign. Oh, very good. And so today, we're not going to talk about St. Clair, but we are going to talk about St. Thomas Aquinas. Because his feast day is coming up January 28th. So it makes sense that we would do that. Yeah. Very good. So anyway, Lisa, go ahead. Well, St. Thomas Aquinas is one of the doctors of the church. He was an Italian friar who lived from 1225 to 1274. And he is a highly regarded philosopher and theologian. 49 years old, if I did my math correctly. Oh, correct. yeah, you know. Yeah, pretty young guy. Got a lot of work done um, in those 49 years. Yeah, I'm 56, and I'm still just trying to get one thing done. Well. So, but yeah, Thomas Aquinas, he did a tremendous amount of stuff. We can pray for him to intercede for us so we can get all the stuff we have yeah, do done. Get more information and get more done, exactly. Yeah. And he is um, famous for his Summa Theologica, which he has lots of different writings, but that is probably the most well-known. What, what does that basically mean, Lisa? It's a summary of theology. Wow. Yes. So I, I would imagine that is a fairly big document. Yes, it sure is. And there, it's divided into different parts. There's one that's on God's existence and nature, the creation of the world, angels and the nature of man and he is considered the angel doctor so I, I just wanted to briefly touch on you know god and his existence in the world and this is something we've touched on in many different podcasts uh, but i think that part of what we really need to do uh, as, a, as a group of christians is to be more in touch with the presence of God, practicing the presence of God ah, um, yes. throughout our day. Because God is omnipresent, so he's everywhere um, in our circumstances, places, and people of our lives. And so I think if we can place more emphasis on recognizing uh, God in the ordinary of our day, not the super ordinary, but God in the ordinary, it would help us to grow closer to him uh, in our own faith journey. And there's think. a great little book. It's very small, like 70 pages, The Practice the Presence of God by Brother, Brother Lawrence. Lawrence. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he does just that. He just, and he does it very simply, and it's something that we should all strive to do. Yeah, we don't have to be complicated to get in touch with God. We just have to be aware of his presence um, um, in everything that's in and around us. Um, and a lot of times there's a lot of noise in the world, Lisa, mm -hmm. and it wants to distract us from God. But, but even in the noise, we can find God if, if we're really... Um, searching him out. Yep, keep our eyes focused on him. Absolutely. And then the next part was about the general principles of morality, including a theory of law. Yes. Then the next part was about morality in particular, including individual virtues and vices. Right. We and have to really work at being virtuous in order to overcome our vices. Yes. Um, and to stay away from evil and the occasion uh, to sin. Yes, virtues help us fight sin. Yes. And then the next part was about the person and work of Christ, who is the way of man to God, the sacraments, and the end of the world. But Aquinas left. So would you like some fun, hear some fun facts about? Let's hear some fun facts about St. He Thomas. used to live in a castle. Wow. So like, he was very well off. That is nice. And he had a lifelong fear of storms. 
But this was terrible because it was because his infant um, sister was killed by lightning when he was a child. So he always um, carried a relic of St. Agnes, whose feast day is today. Oh, really? It's yeah. today? Why did I not know that? And prayed for her protection during storms. So let's talk about these storms of life. Ah. Okay. Because we, we all go through storms of life, and I think that uh, you just talked about the, the unfinished part of the Summa Theologica about um, the human nature of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and he's uh, our, our, our salvation and our bridge to God. And I think oftentimes, Lisa, when we are entering those storms of life, number one, we try to, we try to use our own umbrella to, to cover ourselves when we really need to use the umbrella of Christ yeah. um, to help shield us and to help get us through these things. So part of uh, my encouragement for everybody is when you're going through difficulties, and I've seen it where people will actually move away from God during difficulties. Yeah. So struggle and storms, if you will, become a point of division uh, with us in Christ versus it actually being an opportunity uh, for us to grow closer to Christ. One of the things I like to do is say lean into Christ. Emily didn't want him to become a Dominican. So Why not? He, uh, they looked down on um, them because they were beggars. Wow. And because they were upper class, um, they tried to persuade him to change his mind. And it's very interesting in the uh, monasteries um, and, and the different places back in the day, there was always classes of um, like St. Clair, for example. Uh -huh. um, she came from an affluent family yeah. and they tried to put her in the upper class of the monastery, if you will. Oh, really? But she wanted to go down and be with the lower class. Well, yeah. Well, right. Yeah. So he wound up running away from home. That's what St. Clair did, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, St. Francis there. helped her to, uh, to get out. Yeah. And, and her sister, St. Agnes, actually helped her. Yes, but not the Agnes whose feast day is today. Oh. Agnes of Assisi. Today's Agnes of Rome. Oh, you didn't tell me that part. Oh, oh well. Oh. And um, he was actually called the dumb ox. The isn't, dumb ox? Isn't that terrible? Why? Because um, when he was in school, he didn't talk that much, so the kids thought he was dumb. You know, isn't it interesting how we can judge people um, based on their personality or the way that they look? And then yet that person, the dumb ox, is the a doctor like of the one church. Of the brilliant, yeah, exactly. Brilliant theologians of yeah. our um, history of the church. Yeah, so I think that really caused us to you know, take time to get to know people yeah. um, and meet them where they are. And uh, you might be surprised. Oh, and I like this one. He never criticized people. He only critiqued ideas. Interesting. That's what we need to work on in this world today. Yes, there's critiquing of the eye. A lot of times... Number one, I think our tendency, Lisa, as humans, is to take any sort of critique or criticism as personal. Personal, yeah, we and, can't do that. And so I get that idea of, of not being critical of someone, yet critiquing what it is they're talking about. And I think there's a lesson there for all of us from St. Thomas Aquinas that we need to be able to separate, you know, what someone's trying to say to us, you know, out of fraternal correction or brotherly love, and not personalize it. Right. So, um, especially if it's coming from a good place. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, he has some really great quotes. One of them being a prayer that I thought was quite nice. It's, grant me, O Lord, my God, a mind to know you, a heart to seek you, wisdom to find you, conduct, conduct pleasing to you, faithful perseverance in waiting for you, and a hope of finally embracing you. I like that because yeah. you take knowledge and heart and you get wisdom. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and from that wisdom changes how you live your life. 
and, and what you ultimately hope for, which is something eternal and not of this world. Yeah, that is really good yeah. stuff there. Good stuff. Yeah. And then, to one who has faith, no explanation is necessary. To one without faith, no explanation is possible. Isn't that so true? It is very true. It is. Uh, you, you run across people that no matter what you tell them. They're just not going to take what you have to say. Right. They're not going to believe all. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's... So often we want everything to be explained, but the reality of it is, is there is mystery in in a lot of our faith, mm -hmm. um, and it's it's that faith that you know through the saving action of Christ that connects us, you know, with God. And we even say that in mass, the mystery of faith. Yes, I like it. And then man cannot live without joy. Therefore, when he is deprived of true spiritual joys. It is necessary that he become addicted to carnal pleasures. Another thing, very true. Wow, yeah, I mean, and one of those is 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 not eternal, the carnal pleasures. Right. But I think joy really is is a state of being that we can always have regardless of our situation. Right. And I always like to differentiate between happy and joy. I, I, I would say that happy is fleeting, um, right. where, where joy is a permanent disposition in your hope in Christ. Yes. And then we must love them both, those whose opinions we share and those whose opinions we reject, for both have labored in the search for truth and both have helped us in finding it. And St. Thomas Aquinas is actually the one who defined love as the willing, the good of the other. Good of the other. For the other. Yes. And I go without wanting anything in return. Yes. It's that complete Self selfless gift. Yeah. Yeah. Selfless, selfless self gift. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. So now you, I like these. Okay. The world tempts us either by attack, attaching us to it in prosperity or by mm. filling us with fear of adversity. But faith overcomes this in that we believe in a life to come better than this one. And hence, we despise the riches of this world and we are not terrified in the face of adversity. I think that's great advice. There's a lot of stuff in there. And it's so funny, these things are from 800 years ago and they're so pertinent in today's world as as well as 800 years ago. Absolutely. It's this idea, you know, being connected um, to our riches or our job or, or whatever it is. Worldly we, goods, whatever yeah, they may be. Those things that we think um, bring us happiness or joy. And uh, and, and then I like the, the he puts that, it casts that against fear. Yes, and that ties into another quote I have from him. All right, go ahead. Fear is such a powerful emotion for humans that when we allow it to take us over, it drives compassion right out of our hearts. Wow. Because fear and love are opposite, so that makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah, somebody said there's no fear in God. Correct. And God is love. love. So that makes perfect sense. Yes, okay. yes. Uh, let's see. He is He who is not angry when there is just cause for anger, is immoral. Why? Because anger looks to the good of justice. And if you can live amid injustice without anger, you are immoral, immoral, as well as unjust. That's a complicated one. Well, what I'm hearing here is um, righteous anger. And, uh, and, and okay. we're, we're right here in the time where the March for Life would be going on. Yes. Uh, and obviously it's a little different this year with the virus and everything, but we should be upset about uh, protecting the dignity of human life. And we should, uh, in a peaceful way, of course, make known um, our, our objections to, to that and to do all that we can 
um, to change the course of what is going on in society right now. So I think what he's saying is, is if we set off to the side, Lisa, when we know something is wrong and it doesn't upset us and, and we don't want to do anything about it, it's almost like being lukewarm. Ah, okay. You know, you're, you're, what does it say? The only thing a man has to do for the devil to get ahead is to do nothing. Yeah, right. And so that's sort of the same thing, I believe. Yes, that sounds about right. It's complicated, but very interesting. A man's heart is right when he wills what God wills. Now that's a simple one. It is a simple one, but boy, very hard to do. Very hard to do. You know, I think sometimes you have to get over that watershed of 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 because sometimes when when we follow God's will, it, it it can be difficult because we're letting go of some of those selfish things that we yeah. maybe have going on in our life. Yeah. And and so it takes a while to see or to experience the fruit of doing that. And I think the devil works in that little period there. Oh, yeah. To try to get us to turn back away. Oh, yeah. Anytime we will. start, huh, am I doing the right thing? Then he gets in there. Exactly right. We can't have full knowledge all at once. We must start by believing. Then afterwards, we may be led on to master the evidence for ourselves. Very Which is about learning about your faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you have to believe. Like you said earlier, if, you, if, you're, if you're not going to believe anything you're reading, then you're never really going to gain any fruitful knowledge. Yeah. But if, if your heart is open, then, then from there you learn more. And we yes. certainly, by doing all of these podcasts, we learn a whole lot. I'm learning a lot today. Oh, well, good. Yeah. And his will is an accomplisher of things because he is the cause of things by his will. So it belongs to the divine goodness to fulfill the desires of rational creatures which are put to him in prayer. You know, Lisa, this retreat center is a perfect example. You and I have been working on this for the last nine months now. And uh, the vision that we had for this place is far, it's turned out far greater yeah. than we could have imagined. And I, and, I, and I give definite credit to the Lord for all of that and all the people and ideas that he's got involved. And so oftentimes when we try to do ministries or retreats, we want to do them the way we want to do them. And nope, we need to be doing it the way God is calling us to do it. And, and so that sense of ownership needs to be one of, Allowing God to be in control of what's going on. Yes, because his, um, what am I trying to say? His ways are greater than ours could ever be. If we let him. If we let him. Right. I'm Deacon Dave. I'm Layperson Lisa. See you next time. Bye. The views expressed on the Deacon Dave and Layperson Lisa show are our own, and not that of the Diocese of Richmond, nor any person or organization affiliated or doing business with the Diocese of Richmond.